and welcome to episode two of the Actors Gym podcast with me, Stephen France. Um, I've invited two people that I've had the pleasure of working with over <laughs> the course of my career, and um, I'm joined by two wonderful ladies that um, I've worked with. Um, so I'd like to introduce Lauren Garnham. Hello, Stephen. Hello, and Helen Potter. Hello. Let's begin, shall we? Let's, let's begin. Let's okay. start with Lauren. I'm going to start with you, mate. Oh goodness. Tell me a bit about your story. Where did you start with <gasps> this? This world yes. that is the acting industry. I've been Stephen France. Good night. Goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Goodness, what a question! You've gone straight. I know. To I've, the, I've straight into the deep end. The, there. I mean, I've I've kind of thrown it at you. That's all right. With the same. It's the, the same question will come to you, Helen. Raise obviously, yourself. yeah, you have. I have the time to. Yeah, <laughs> she has the time to You've prepare. Done. I honestly, the way you were phrasing that as well, really, it's angling you for like, let's start from the childhood. Yeah, when let's did the, go right back. When did the troubles begin? When, yeah, <laughs> when when I have a split personality disorder. <laughs> um, gosh, well, um, I knew I'd always enjoyed it when I was younger, and. Uh, I remember being at prep school and we were doing a production. I can't remember the name of the production. And I was the lead and I jumped up onto the stage and barked out the line, but fell over in the process and literally went arse over tit, flat on my face at age 10 or 11. And everyone laughed and I jumped up and carried on. And I did not know exactly what that all meant at the time. But for me, I thought, oh, well, I really enjoyed that afterwards. And that was fine. <laughs> then I went off to secondary school and I just loved it. And it was very much somewhere where I felt completely comfortable. I could be bonkers. No one would mind. Um, I wasn't terribly academic. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm fine. I got a degree. <laughs> I'm all right. What's your degree? Um, Theatre and Performance from Excellent. the University of Leeds. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> thank you, Leeds. <laughs> thank you, Leeds. And then I just I did it for A-level, and I remember my drama teacher saying to me, Mrs Kelly, who was a total babe, and... Um, Shout out, Mrs Kelly. Yeah, Alison. What, a, what a winner. Cream. And her husband, Nick Kelly. They were just fantastic. And they were so inspiring and mm -hmm. so encouraging that I thought, OK, let's take this to the next level. And I toyed with many ideas of sort of, you know, being a physio... I wanted to go into the forces at one point, um, the police, you know, and it just something completely sort of not generic because they're fantastic in their own right, those careers. But but performing just seemed more up my street. And I remember Mrs. Kelly saying to me, OK, so you don't want to be a dentist? I said, no. You don't want to be a doctor? Huh, lol. No, not qualified. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be able to get it. Hashtag nine years, yeah, you'll never get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Architect, all these other things. And I just said, no. And she said, fine, then you're going to do it. So I said, well, there we are. So, oh, so it was like, it, she it was like non-negotiable Yeah, she just said, she then just you said, can right, then go for it. it. Still to this day, I'm very grateful that she did that because mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of, a lot of guts to to really release yourself into the profession that we're in because it is so judgmental and exceptionally difficult at every possible turn. So to, to know someone was in your corner and just said, you can do it, I believe in you, go for it, was really encouraging. Um, and then I went to Leeds Uni and I studied at Bretton Hall for my first year under the care and guidance of a wonderful uh, lecturer there called George Rodasthenos, who still remains a great friend to this day. That's he is he is just fabulous. Um, mm. As we sort of were going through the motions of uni life and doing various performances there, it then really got stuck in that actually I, I'm not bad at this mm -hmm. and I really enjoy it. And there's something about it, particularly in the theatre, that you get a kick out of it and it's it is so unique and it. It's just something that ticks all my boxes and, uh, you, you know, you can be completely true to you up there. It's, it's very exposing. And I loved that element of it. So I went through that, did three years of that um, and had a really good time. And then I went off to New York and studied method acting at the Lee Strasberg Theatre and Film Institute, which was life changing. Mm. And I regret leaving New York immensely. That was the time when I was happiest, I think, because everything just made complete sense. And I liked breaking the mould a tiny bit and not going 
to drama school here, being someone who's, who speaks well, inverted commas, um, everyone thinks, well, you should be classically trained or you should go and just do Shakespeare and mm. that's yeah, the pigeonhole you should be in. Argument, that, isn't it? Um, and I thought, actually, no, I, that's not the way I like to work. I'm really not a massive fan of Shakespeare anyway, which is like illegal to say that. This is, where, this is, this is, this is where people switch off from I the episode know. now. It's They're just very going, refreshing I know. to hear an actor openly admit that because it's so <clears throat> fine to not like one playwright's work. And I accept yeah. that you don't like Shakespeare. I just... Yeah. But people would. They would fly off their chair at that one. I know. Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate it. And I've I've played Olivia in Twelfth Night. And I've played Amelia in a um, modern retelling of Othello. And, I mean, some of the work is amazing. Yeah. But I just... I find it's the process so stressful. You cannot get a single word wrong. Mm. You have got to get that right. The fear of God is yeah, so it's frightening. Like serving the text, it really is. Um, but when you when you see it done right, it's wonderful to watch. But mm. for me, I just don't get any. Kick, mm. I just don't get a kick out of it, yeah. um, which is a travesty. I know. No, I, th I, I edge on that side of agreeing with yeah. you with that mm. because it's. I appreciate the stories that have come from Shakespeare because mm. they created these constructs of the stories that we associate with modern day mm. writing mm. now, like the like, tra like the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But mm. I also think it's, it's not my go-to. It's not my go-to. No, and I also think it's drilled into you at such a young age when you're yes. at school. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when to be you're or not to be. Is yes, the, you know, is is it the question yeah, all the is time? Is this a dagger I see before me? Yeah, like, no, okay. it's a pencil. Um, <laughs> but you. Uh, you have you're sort of we have to dissect it you've got to understand what this means all these other bits and bobs and that takes the enjoyment out of it because actually underneath it all the stories are wonderful yeah but yeah. you don't get that opportunity at school i think unless you have a bloody good english teacher stroke stroke drama teacher who will show it to you in that way i yeah. think it's a massive shame i think that's a massive fault in the way people approach shakespeare now as well because mm. what you're talking about that stress around mm. shakespeare i think everyone has i I did a Shakespeare at the end of last year. Steve came and watched me. Thanks. It was excellent. Thank it you very so much. It was so good. It's like, I'm not just obviously saying Which that like, out, of out of bias. You know what? I had a total blank then. I couldn't even remember. <laughs> Wait, no, but I did. It? Hamlet, right? Hamlet. It was Hamlet. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Wait, the relief of that. I was oh, like, God, like, no. It was so good in... Um, in that mm, shut uh, time, doesn't it? I've not even heard <laughs> of Hamlet. My God, it's one of the small ones. But it's... <laughs> it, yeah, and I, and I did enjoy it, but it's... Uh, I think the and I remember while I was doing it, I was reading um, Bill Bryson's book on Shakespeare, which ah. is a great book because it basically destroys a lot of that snobbery around Shakespeare. Mm. Because the truth of the matter is, number one, majority of the words probably have been mixed around a bit, mm. and just the idea of what the text was for. I think this whole like the holy text thing, like mm -hmm. Shakespeare shows were were thrown together. And they were meant to be like, you know, these these fun things. He chose actors in the same company all the time that he could trust to like throw on mm. stage and do it. And I think now we don't trust actors to do that. Mm. It's you have to deliver it this way, which I think implies like a lack of faith in an actor's ability to to enjoy it and to adjust it according to their audience. Mm. Yeah, it's just mm. archaic, isn't it? In terms like, of, like, the enjoy approach. the show, tell the story. Great, make it fun for people. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a, it doesn't have to be a study. Mm. You know, language mm. is beautiful. And it's great that we do study at school for the sake of like understanding of language. But actually, once you start studying something like that, you're taking away the whole raw beauty of why it was written in the first place. Yeah. It wasn't written to be studied. It was written for like, a bunch of people in the stalls to have a laugh and throw rotten fruit. Yeah. And I'm up for that. Yeah. I'm up for throwing rotten fruit at people. Oh, yeah. We need yeah. to bring this back to the national. <laughs> give me a courgette. Like, oh, even if I it's love good. Courgette. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rubbish! I throw some rotten Why don't we do it? Just, we, don't need, we don't need critics anymore. We just need just, just straight up rotten fruit. Yeah. Did either of you see out. Midsummer Night's Dream at the Bridge Theatre? With Gwendolyn Christie, etc. No. Oh, it, she was in Game of Thrones. Right? Yes, which I've never seen. I know I'm the 
only person in Britain That's who's not to, seen it. We have, no, we have to end the episode because <laughs> okay. you need to go and watch all... Oh, fine. I'll go now. Wait, I was going to say all five seasons, but I, I think there's six. And there eight. So... Isn't there eight? There's loads. I don't know. I don't know it then. But, I um... got to season five, episode five. More people switching off. We've lost the Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost the Die Hard yeah. game. Sorry, Stephen. Shall we start again? When are we getting an audition at the Globe now? Oh, <laughs> well, I definitely won't be. Um, uh, that show, Midsummer Night's Dream, was fantastic. It was so much fun, completely mm. out there, bonkers. Everyone was living their best life. It was in the round. Everyone was involved. I loved it. Yeah. Ch completely, that's what it, like that's you just said. That's what it should be. That's what mm -hmm. it should be yeah. like. Well, I think what you were saying about when, when you did Hamlet, and this, again, this is not me being biased, but I thought you were excellent in it for one. Thank you. But two, there were so many extraneous factors where, as an audience member, we were sitting in a in a in a square, weren't we? we yeah, were in a, it was. Um, yeah, it, it was like a, a flat apartment complex. There was Deliveroo drivers yeah, like that while yeah, you're articulating yeah, yeah. In, in the middle of this, you know, this cobbled, cobbled private square. Yeah, you had so many things that could mm -hmm. go against you. Cold, absolutely freezing. Oh, yeah. um, the the cool. lighting wise, you had little to no lighting, so the actors actually had torches. Yeah. So, so every time that they'd appear on stage, like they'd, they'd shine the torch towards <gasps> them as to. Yeah. And this was know. in 2020. This yeah, was, so yeah, was, this is why, because we, this amazing. was a show yeah. done in that, it was done in that sort of interim between lockdown one and lockdown the sequel, right. uh, where things <laughs> were like lifted. I've never heard of it. Love no, no, that's the film no one ever wanted, but it did come. Um, yeah, where things were sort of lifted enough that we could do a show, but it was also, we were doing it on our own, on our own terms, mm. just with, with whatever circumstances we could. So originally it was meant to be on the beach at Rotherhithe. Which mm. I didn't know existed, but there's a beach there. Um, and it's, it, yeah. it's nice. I would recommend going. Mm -hmm. Imagine if this podcast like hits the roof and suddenly thousands flood. <laughs> no one comes this to my class. It's just, it's just Rotherhithe. Just Rotherhithe And you'll become the, the babe on the advert for Rotherhithe. The babe of Rotherhithe Beach. Hello. <laughs> Top five tips it's, for Rotherhithe. It's the role I always <laughs> wanted. Um, so originally we were doing it like on this like rough sandy beach on a, on a slant with wow. the waves. It was fantastic. It was great. Um, and we actually got busted by the Thames. I can't remember what they're called, but I'm going to call them the for river the, like, the river, the river brigade <laughs> hey, you there. or something. Um, not joking. <laughs> the pH like, level of this river is absolutely insane. <laughs> well, thanks to your said. performance. They said it's a public beach. Anyone can go down there, but they said you can't encourage people. And obviously, that's well, by holding a show there, we were encouraging people to come onto the beach. So we said, oh, okay, we'll put all the people pagans. on the beach wall. We sat them all on the wall that night in the show, uh, a mysterious boat <laughs> comes along the <laughs> Do you know what, when, um, when we speak about extraneous variables, you have to deal with a boat just coming past when you're in the midst of a performance. And they oh, went past no. and stopped. They stopped just watching the show and we knew we were in for it. Luckily, mm. I was fully expecting like someone with, um, with a megaphone to come out on deck and say, off the beach or something like that. They just looked at six actors with torches there. in their faces going, what's the problem? I don't see the issue here. So um, that was the last night we did it on the beach and then we moved it into the location that Steve saw it on, which was mm -hmm. just this tiny little park, like sort of half walled in park area next to the beach and outside mm. the flat the director lived in, which was great. Wow. So it was a public park. There were times where people who are maybe not so sound of mind just strolled through the production oh yes Me mm. oh we had all sorts we had a we had a very inebriated woman once come on at the end and give a speech it oh. was fantastic <laughs> was it was great because just i just i just love that like you know we do put these strict rules around theater and mm. i love the idea of like like even things like you know they have relaxed performances now so that people with like autism such or a great idea whatever that. so they can make noise but i honestly think like a really good production is one where anybody feels like actually they can respond in the way that they want to so if you want to cry cry mm. but if also if you find something people sort of get a bit like oh that was a bit loud straight yeah you it, mm. some someone has to break the back of it yeah don't they, it and it, to, it shouldn't it, be like, like feeling that. Like okay to laugh or I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, I've been in a cinema before watching a scary film, which by rights, I think you should be allowed to make a big hoo-ha because <laughs> you're in a cinema yeah. watching a scary film. But I have this awful um, 
like instantaneous response to shock where I, I make sort of a hooting noise, like, like somewhere half between an elderly woman and an owl. And right. it's and it's like, it's it's an instant response. I can't control it. It's terrible. I've tried to stop. I can't. It's an addiction. It's like heroin. And then, um, <laughs> so I'm in a cinema and I'm watching a film and, and I will, even on my own, and I, I will go and watch scary films on my own in the cinema because oh, I don't know. So I'm that, a I mean, psychopath. Yeah. No. Um, Not for me, but no. go on. I've, I've honestly many times in the cinema I've been like, ah, you know, and don't want to blow the ears off the sound guy. So I'm holding the owl, but um, <laughs> the inner owl, as it were, turn the head 360. <laughs> 360. <laughs> if that happened now, I'd literally be like, right, okay, we've got to stop this. So, we we um, have to. We're, we're, <laughs> we we're saw Helen's it, inner owl's <laughs> head. <laughs> we're, call, we're, we're, we're calling it a day. Um, and I heard like a couple behind me, the girl lean over and go, say something to her just say something. she's making so much noise god and i was like you're in a cinema watching her i didn't actually say this is stand oh, right, up okay. and for goodness sake everyone but i did think that you know come on well I, if you're allowed to laugh you come know, on. I know come mm -hmm. on you mm -hmm. know and it some does fun. break the ice a bit i've screamed in the cinema watching something i've screamed in the theater watching the woman in black oh my god <laughs> Nightmares. I really like the idea that it was just in the intro though. Like nothing mm. scary was happening. It was just Daniel Radcliffe came on in a jumper and he went, Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> the play, I'm talking about the play, bloody hell. Oh, it that is petrifying. Yeah, the play that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that is a horrible <laughs> rocking chair. It's, it is it's the woman that walk, when, when she walks through the middle. Oh, no, everyone, no, don't no, like that. Horrible. Yeah, no, 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 but I, yeah. I found myself when I was watching it, I'd like trying to appease her. I was like, mm. <laughs> I keep her on well, side. Is, I'll be the one that changes a, This is a great her. way to start, isn't you're it? Like, you're that's you're how going it, into a relationship with a woman in black with the idea of changing her. Like, I think I'm, I would, I, though. I'm the I one would. that's going to make I think, it I, I think I'd give it a go. You just go to a magic recorder. Yeah, yeah. Here we if go. She came up, if she came up on my Tinder, I'd swipe right. What? What's under the cloak? Yeah. What's what? under the, the cloak? The mystery. There could be a real point. bod under there, do you know what I mean? Exactly. The woman in black. School, I was on a school trip seeing that, and I yeah, was sitting next to my it. RS teacher because I always seem to be the one who'd be like, oh, you can cope with the teachers, you sit next to him. He's called Mr. Judd. And I screamed my lungs out when she, when she, um, the, what, I can't remember the name of the bloke who goes to open the door yeah. and as he puts his hand on the door there's nothing and then he goes oh he's relaxed because earlier on in the show he's put his hand on it and she's screamed yeah. nothing in this first one goes again screams me scre sorry Kelsey screamed my uh, head off and <laughs> wait, wait 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 can we just oh, yes. can, can we, can we just sorry. pause it yeah pause uh, Kelsey who's uh, in charge of uh, the <laughs> yeah. sound um uh, on this, uh, this podcast. is quite the, woman this, in black. The, yeah. What's about to happen? Yeah, yeah. As well, on, the, on this podcast, <laughs> this is very doing, He's really going yeah. the extra mile. <laughs> and, <laughs> he's behind the sofa where Helen and uh, Lauren are sitting. Kelsey, thank you so much, mate. Sorry, yep, definitely. Um, you. But it's uh, you know it's going to sound great. It's going to sound crisp. Mm. Helen, mate, when did you start? When did, <gasps> like what was your opening foray into? Well, you know what? Um, it's just a classic, isn't it? I was like a really weird, socially awkward child. Um, and I got bullied intensely in primary school because I was just probably the most annoying, little precocious, nervous, withering ferret or something. Um, so the other kids just sort of hated me. And, that, and that's fair enough, you know. I, I don't hold that against them now. Kids, kids. But, um, yeah, I... I I just had a terrible time and I remember getting cast in this show in year six. Up until that role, I, I think I'd always been given the role of like the town mayor or a snowflake. And I just remember having this opportunity to be someone that wasn't me. I think so, so many people that get into acting, it starts sort of as that, which yeah. sounds really depressing, so, but it's not. No, it's, it's like, a huge attraction to It's jumping to into it. the world of the imagination and mm. I always loved I was, I'm, I'm a big imaginer. Everything is very visual for me. I mean, even as we talk now, everything we talk, I, I see. I mm. really like the, the world of stories and, and, and like bringing things to life. And I just remember it being this breakthrough where, you know, I'd been so quiet, having this opportunity to talk and, and like, you know, pretend I was someone else. And I was really good at it because, because yeah, it was the world of play. I love play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I did, did secondary school and, you know, fine. And, and sort of carried it on outside of school doing bits and bobs. And then I decided I was going to go down the drama school route and went through 
a couple of brutal years of just like not getting in mm. and living at home with my parents and um, commuting. Yeah, and having to pay for auditions. Oh, dreadful! Not, not, it's, it's it is awful. Crazy. How much they charge? It is it's, crazy. That's yeah, stuff. because you're asking basically teenagers to to try and and, and find that money, and that's a really it's it's a weird it's a weird experience. I think generally drama school auditions are horrendous mm. because number one, you're doing monologues, which P.S. Mm. as an actor you never do. I, I've never done since mm. you know maybe a bit of a monologue in a show but it's such a weird thing to be like here you go stand on a spot deliver a speech out of context like I think it's a much better judge of how good you are at listening and responding to other people and I saw people whip out speeches the tears were coming and then actually later on you try and act with them and they were a nightmare because they it was all about it's all about me it's all about my show and I'm not listening yeah so, so would you say two-handers are something you, you know what if I, if, I was gonna, if I was gonna open up the discussion here for how we're gonna change the audition system for drama schools ooh, uh, ooh, maybe ooh, yeah go go maybe go. that's shoot maybe that's somewhere we could yeah I, I think they should do a lot more of like mm -hmm. people talk I mean to sorry I'm just making notes in my own uh, workshop because when we start when workshop. we start um, the academy so, um, uh, we'll, but yeah we'll, uh, it's, we'll switch that up it's one of those. It's one of those things. It's a useful skill to have, definitely now. But I think when you're that age and you haven't had the training yet, the whole point of going into drama school is that you've got you've got the talent, but you haven't got the like the application yet. There's lots of weird things you have as a teenager and in your early twenties that you're clinging on to mm. that you that you basically have to shed. And when you first go in for that process, you're not there. I definitely wasn't there, and it took me three years of auditioning to get into drama school, and then I went to East Fifteen, which was great because. It's a bit more of a modern drama school, mm -hmm. and yeah. I did. I know a few people that went there. Yeah, it's a re it's really nice, really hands on, and I did acting and contemporary theatre because mm. I'm a musician as well, and I do writing as well, and it was a course where, like, the first year, we were with um, the acting students. We all did the initial training because E15 is um, famously very method. So I, mm -hmm. I hear your, your method calling there. We did a lot of in depth sort of improv and method stuff all mad things it's right next to epping forest so all all sorts of weird shit goes mm -hmm. on in those woods um sorry to interject at this point go in on. terms of method say if someone's watching this that has absolutely no clue what we're talking about in terms yeah. of what method acting is it's, it's essentially it well you're like you're fully in, embodying a character based on yeah it's physicality looks, growing out your hair. It's a very general term method. I think it's yeah. used kind of like a bit wankingly off the hand. I agree. Um, but I guess the general yeah. idea of method is it's exercises that involve putting yourself in situations where you believe the 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 premise is real, which is, yeah. is a weird thing to say because I do believe sort of all acting is that when you're in the moment in a play, I think you should believe that you are that person, that the situation is real to an extent. But method is all about the the exercises around that when you're building the character, like lots of things like doing improvisations with other people where you're maybe reconstructing memories of a character, of situations that have happened in the past, or trying to trying to install emotional memory of things that haven't happened to you. I mean, it's it's bizarre when you talk about it. Acting's a weird thing. It's Bonkers, also, it? It is when, also... The way you just articulated um, that, I'm just like... It's, oh bomb. it's we, weird we that we do, do, we do it. We do it for, we try to do it for a living. Method acting is also bringing the truth of your own life into yes. the character. Yes. Yeah. So, for example, you have a scenario. Um, so somebody, um, actually I don't want to use this example because that's all a bit raw for all three of us actually sitting here. But maybe I will. Let's not cry. Um, someone you know has died who is uh, very close to you, but you have not experienced that yourself, or you have, you need to, you need to summon those feelings up and bring yeah. them out and bring them into it because that's the emotional truth of what mm -hmm. you're trying to express. Then the challenge you then have is if you have not experienced that, is remembering a time where you have felt completely bereft of things, yeah, of yeah, life, yeah. Yeah. and trying to recall that and bring that up. And by summoning those things back up into your brain, this is where it gets very sticky because you've buried those feelings for a long time sure. or mm. then they're not as accessible as you would hope they um, would be. Yeah. So summoning those things up brings a hell of a lot with it and you have to be able to 
control yourself in a way that doesn't damage you because yeah. that's what happens to yeah. a lot of people is they sure. go completely overboard and take it further than it needs to be in that wanky element that you were just saying about yeah. and actually it's it can be perfectly simple yeah i fully agree in terms of them there must be a method Oops, excuse like um, there must, but there must be a way of not of being able to access that there is yeah and then just leaving it without yeah. fully yeah. giving a piece of yourself I away to that job. thing because after, after, you, the job. after yeah. you finish the you know after you finish said role said part said performance it's like you then have it's you owe it to yourself to look after like look after you because yeah. that that mm. thought or that initial part of that performance like you're not you you're you're left with that mm. then you're left in that mind state and that mind frame so mm. There should be, yeah, there should be a way and obviously there is. navigating through that and then there is. being able to bring it back. And I think it's actually a very personal thing, you know, it's, yeah. um, For sure. it's not something that I cannot cope with group warm-up activities. I find oh it... Oh, my God. I find some of <laughs> yeah. that really, really No, stressful. not for me. Mm -hmm. I think it's... I, no. I completely agree. In many ways, acting is a team sport, as sure. it were. You have to listen. You've got to be able to engage. And you've got to be on the ball in case something goes wrong at any point, mm -hmm. which is what is so joyful about it, mm -hmm. because the danger element is always present. I know you and I had some wonderful moments yes, recently yes. with all of that. Um, oh, yeah, we'll get into mm. that. Um, <laughs> But, no, uh, the job, job. The job, we, we job, did, we did job. a job in Australia. Not crime. Yeah, yeah not um, crime. But not Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> not yet. That's still, that would be great. Oh, uh, Let's shut that down. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the, um, oh, where was I, what was I rambling on about? Um, group. Uh, Thank you. Warm-ups, warm-ups. Group, yes. group warm-ups, because I want to touch on this as well, because be, oh. about the job that yeah. me and you did, yes. and the, like, the audition process of that. that was, but yeah, beyond oh. I don't mind talking but about it as well. It is, a, it is a very, I think it's a very personal thing, and getting into the zone is a very personal thing, and equally as it's coming out of it. Yeah. And the coming out bit is crucial, of making sure it, it is working for you, and you are able to say, right, when I enter this room, yeah. this is when I start to build the layers up of what I want to achieve in an mm. hour's time. And that then I need to maintain that journey in the, in the hour. But when I leave the room, I leave that person in there and you sort of give yourself time walking down the stairs, walking to the door to go out of stage door. And in that time, you need to come back out into yourself mm -hmm. so you don't take it home because yeah. that is where, that is just, I've, it's very dangerous. And until you learn your own way of doing that, I think you have to just be very aware. Mm. Yeah, I'm very physical in the sense that I, I do my best to just shake it off yeah. straight, straight off. And the yeah. Music's a huge one yep. for me. That music will psych me into it. something. Yeah. But then yes. on, the, on, the, on the other side, I'll put on just chill, maybe like, this is going to sound artsy, but I'll put on like classical music. Don't. Or I'll put on, I love or, classical or, music. Or, put on, or I, I generally put on some rap and hip-hop this is mm. where people switch off but something uh, that i can recite the lyrics to yeah because mm -hmm. then i'm like okay cool i'm, I'm whatever uh, works for I, you i am marshall mathers do you know what i mean yeah. um if, so, that's what you, if that's what you need to tell yourself <laughs> yeah, to get through I get, the day I, <laughs> I wake up every morning and go morning marshall that's me yeah, um, with a real slim shady, please. <laughs> arise. Um, <laughs> Good lord. I was gonna, what was I gonna say? Yeah, group. I'm, group I'm, exa I'm exactly the same. Exercises. Um, I, I'm sure there's many people, hopefully, uh, who are watching or listening can relate to this. Mm. That fucking thing of like <laughs> being in a group, of, being mm. with a group of actors, and you know, like you can, you can almost like cop a look at people and just go. You don't want to do this as much as I don't want to do this, but we're going to pretend to be a duck anyway. Oh, don't, do you know what I mean? don't. Um, it's it's uh, the you know what I'm, I'm fifty fifty on this because there's some okay. there's some things I think especially because, you know I I work a lot more generally in comedy, different world. Love a group warm up in comedy because it's all about like playing mm -hmm. games and getting yourself in the spirit and making that the team atmosphere I think even even stronger for comedy because you've got to be able to you know, fall back on people like that and creating that woo. But it's the, um, sorry, so can we just quote that? Creating that woo. woo. Um, <laughs> creating that woo. Yeah, there you go. There's your tagline. And uh, yeah, sorry. It's it's the like, the 
what people imagine I mean when I say contemporary theatre. It's, uh, it's, I tell you what, sum it up, I remember one of my back in time drama school auditions for Central and it was Central do this thing where they audition you for like all three of their courses at the same time whether you want to or not and they have... <laughs> well you just get no choice in the matter. No, you, you have to do like a bit of the acting one and a bit of the contemporary theatre one and a bit of the music one which is alright, fine, they give you a whole day which is nicer than like Rada yeah. who are like come in 10 minutes, 80 pounds and then to the street. That's Shakespeare as well. That's you do yeah. you do like you do you do, you do a Shakespeare piece and I remember doing something from the Glass Menagerie and I swear <laughs> to God my eyeline was all over the gaff. All over the gaff. Was, it was the, it was the one that was um what's the, how does it how does it start? I don't know. I can't remember. It's the one that he's saying to his dad that he just wants to he wants to escape. He wants mm -hmm. to get out of the social normality of mediocrity, and he's literally just like that. I just remember my eyeline being all over the place. The moment <laughs> I started, I was literally like. Oh. <laughs> I felt like one eye like divert over there and I was just like, no. I'm not going to hear from these people. No, you know it, you, you know it. Yeah, you, like, I, I'm very quick to yeah. wipe myself off like that. Mm. That's another discussion for another time. <laughs> Maybe with my therapist. Mm. Well, so I was, in, I was in this audition, right? And this is absolutely no, no shade on Central as a school. I know loads of really great performers that come out of it. And all of all the courses, I think they're, apparently their contemporary theatre course there is actually really solid. Mm -hmm. But the audition for it is madness. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a room, and obviously you, you prepare a couple of speeches, don't you? And uh, it was huh? the classic, let's all walk around the room, which every actor inside, their heart <laughs> just sinks. Because as soon as you move around the space, you're mm -hmm. like, here it comes. Here come the series of directions that make no sense. Yeah. And yeah, well, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was, right, you're going to, you know, start, you know, take a pause, think about one of your lines from your Shakespeare speech, move on. Okay, all right, we're doing some Shakespeare lines, fine. And then it was, okay, we're going to start getting into the mood of a piece of paper. Pardon? A piece of paper. A piece of paper. Did anyone go... <laughs> or just... Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> snigger from the sofa. <laughs> and it was the moment where this was the real, the real, just the cherry on the cake, was we had to stop in a place in the room and each of us were given a different percentage of paper to deliver a line from the speech. Yeah. So you'd choose your line and then the woman would come up and go, 40% paper. And then someone else, 70% paper. How do you convey Recycled. paper I just... in speech? Yeah. And oh, I've got, can I give it a go? Please, sure. please, please. That's the best. I was, you know, like paper caught in wind. Oh, that's what oh, it was. Like, that was a. I think it's. I wasn't wet. trying to I think it's a bit like, wet for paper. I think it'd be anyone more else like, using this say, mic? Say, the, <laughs> say the line I, I is okay. Know. That's not my plastic bag. It's a classic Shakespeare line. I love that line. Um, I think it's more of like a. That's not my plastic bag. Like if a piece of paper spoke to you, I think they'd be like. <laughs> because it's and almost... this is the um, exact acting techniques that you've got <laughs> uh, from the actors gym. But uh, you, being more paper. you have to imagine the, the paper's been is, there is on time. Right. the first How workshop long? is one of these. There you yeah. go. How long yeah. has that been in the room trying to communicate and you haven't heard it? Dear okay. God. And one day they finally they finally engage the diaphragm. Okay, we get the voice technique in there for free. Um, they wow. finally engaged and they just allowed enough for you to pick it up and it's you know, just... <laughs> it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. And that's, that's what the audition was. Anyway, I didn't get in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Your life was paper, my no. God. But ironically enough, I ended up doing loads of clowning work. Uh, onwards in in my life and in my training so uh, you know what if I could have taken it the direction at that age I think I would have had a lot of fun but mm. so you'd have to take it so seriously don't you yeah. but now you see I'd take something like that and I'd be like here's the fun where are the games in this if someone told me to be paper now I wouldn't be some young like 20 year old desperate to do it right sure, yeah, I'll do seriously. Say, I'd yeah. be there going here we go. I'd drop to the floor and I'd slide along like a baby on greaseproof paper <laughs> and just you know just just fuck with it yeah for just, sure it's... I was I was gonna say that's a really interesting thing that you just brought up 
because it's a question that I have written down on a piece of paper. Um, okay. But it would be interesting to know your opinions. But in terms of... In terms of what it's going to be like walking back into an audition room when this is all over. Because I've had this conversation numerous times. I've mm. had it with I've had it with friends, I've had it with family. Mm. I would walk into an audition room and I'd be like, it's almost like you're, hey, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, you're right, love yeah. to meet you. Eye contact, yeah. firm handshake. Mm. Oh, right, cool, I'm going to sing Empty Chairs at Empty Tables. There's a group that can't be spoken, <laughs> and that's one of my only things in my rep, so if you want to cast me in, that'd be cut great. it. Um, cut it now, Steve. Yeah, 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 clip that. Cheers, Freddie, mate. That's um, a disaster. So, so, but I, what I'm getting at is, before I'd walk into an audition room and, and have, have that sort of, energy bubbling mm. along mm. and casting directors which obviously you know they have a difficult job because they they see hundreds of thousands of people all the time and with self-taping now it's even more prevalent like there's you know so many tapes to get through as well yeah I remember reading an excerpt once of a casting director that won't be named or someone who's a casting assistant mm -hmm. they were literally doing eeny meeny miny mo with oh people that they'd see something like that i, I don't quite remember that but i remember, I remember from, something like that from our perspective though isn't it just like <sighs> imagine your yeah your life being dictated on an eeny meeny miny mo but yeah um do you think the landscape or like the influence that an actor has walking into a room now is somewhat a little bit more empowering because for me I know the next time I walk into a room and someone goes, hey, how are you? I'll be like, not great. I don't, alive? I don't, I, I, I'm alive. Uh, I'm breathing, but mm. I've, I've got no money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm honoured that I'm, I'm here to perform yeah. for you and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to leave whatever it is that I leave in the room and I'll leave it up to the gods type thing. Mm, I just yeah. don't think, I think... It, I mean, uh, it, this all sounds really pessimistic, but also I think on the flip side, it's going to be like really empowering for people. Yeah. In terms of, you're going to see like a, a real, um, you're going to see a lot of people who are hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think we, we, we're all sitting here like chomping at the bit ready for like the next mm. project or mm. something to, to, yeah. to get into. But um, I think you're going you're gonna to see like a, a bunch of people just sort of being like, yeah, cool, I'm here, I'm going to do this performance. Will, you know, getting feedback from your agent where they say, we've chosen to go in another direction, cut it anymore. I don't think it will. Mm. I think you, I think people have to be sort of like, there has to be some sort of like honesty and authenticity now in terms of... Mm. I'd like to think so. You'd have, like... Uh, I, I think, I think... It's uh, something that I want to, tr I'm trying to... I want to try and instill in people, like eventually once I get my workshop up and up and running anyway. You, you have to have the ability to read the room the second you walk in. Yeah. And you literally have That's to That's an art in itself. It yeah. is. You literally have a second, mm -hmm. if that, to go, right, okay, three, two, one, here I am. And yeah. you've just got to go for it. And I, I, uh, I've had a couple of situations where I've, I've gone in and the slot was for... 20 minutes and I was in there for an hour and a half because oh we were gosh. having such a nice time. I was oh made, amazing. I was, this was for a pantomime. I was worried that was I going was... the other way there when you said <laughs> that. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they pinned me to um, the chair. And uh, <laughs> I had to prepare two songs and I was going um, up for this pantomime, which I didn't get. I'd love panto. I think it is joyful. Oh. But if, mm -hmm. I, if anyone was going to cast me in a pantomime, I am the villain. I am not the fairy, which is what I went up for. Oh, no. So I, I arrive. Hello. I'm and, uh, <laughs> and this was a, a long time ago and for a very reputable company. And um, I walked in and, uh, you know, hello. And they're all, oh, hello. And then we sort of all chatting away. And he said, well, what songs have you got? And I'd got Forget You by CeeLo Green because all Great. the pantos I go to is never, original, never original works. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's always pop songs. And I had a couple of other pop songs up my sleeve as well. And so I sang a, I sang a couple, Don't Stop Believing, obviously. Oh, mm -hmm. great. Those. And um, singing away. And then they went, oh, that was really lovely. Would you like a cup of tea? And I Oh, yes, what? I would. That's yes. fab. And there's, that a, awesome. there's three people I've in, three people in no. there. Here, have some sweets. I said, oh, thank you. So I'm having some chocolate. And 
we were just having a chat. And then they said, okay, would, would you like to give the text a go? And I said, sure. Fairy, you know, fairy godmother, burning light, you know. And they said, you're talking to your cat. The cat's floating in the air. Is that fantastic? Um, there's lots of fire of and, you know, coming up from, uh, sorry, Cassie, coming up from here and there. <laughs> and uh, we just went for it. And afterwards we finished um, and he went, you are the only person who's made total sense of that text. And I said, well, thank you. And he said, mm. but you're a villain. And I said, I am. Because I'm not sugar candy fairy godmother. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I, ne I never have been. That's your bio, like on, <laughs> on Twitter, when we, when sure. we put the or, or Insta when the handles are done. Okay, I will. Yeah. And I am not sugar. And I walked out of there. <laughs> I am not sugar. Um, <laughs> I walked out of there and I rang my agent and uh, I said, um, I really enjoyed that. I said, but they're not going to give it to me. And she says, well, what, what do you mean? And I said, I was in there for an hour and a half. And she said, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Of course they will. And I said, no, no, they're not going to because we agreed it was a unanimous decision. I am the villain. And she went, okay, fine. Well, well done. And I said, well, I really enjoyed it, so I didn't mind. I can share a story about of a, a audition that I had for a cracker commercial. For, for <laughs> the commercial ones are the tuck best. Biscuits. For, for tuck biscuits. Tuck oh, biscuits. Yeah, yeah. I love tuck biscuits. And uh, mm. I, my agent... Sat, uh, sat me down? He didn't sit me down. He sat me down with Steve. Like on his lap, like Santa. Uh, no, I, Stephen, um, you've got to eat a thousand <laughs> tug messages. What would you like I for got, Christmas, Stephen? Come I got, on. <laughs> I got to the venue and um, they said that there would be some movement involved. Now, I don't mind that. I'll throw myself into anything, whatever the job is. Like, sure, I'll be Mr. Blobby's right hand man. Classic Mr. movement. Blobby, why have I gone 90s? How <laughs> I old know. am I? <laughs> Um, Where's Noel Edmonds when you need him? <laughs> God. God, where is he? One P. Um, so I I sat down, I sat in the waiting room, and I I can then hear like what's going on, like in terms of like the commotion in the room. It's you know everyone's fine, everyone's fine, like having a laugh. And suddenly out of nowhere, uh, Jesse J featuring uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, Ariana Grande. Bang, bang. Uh, it comes on, of yeah, course. bang bang. Right, what a tune! And obviously, I was given like in this in the in my email that there'll be there'll be a, a little bit of dancing mm -hmm. uh, movement uh, with a song. No, and the moment oh, I heard bang I bang into the room, I, I was literally it. like, I I felt my guts drop, and then suddenly like my midriff, like I'm sweating. Instant diarrhea. Like, Instant <laughs> bang <laughs> bang, um, and I was there just like. Oh, I don't know what they're going to get me to do. Anyway, so other other guy comes out. He's like, "Yeah, thanks, blah blah." blah. Uh, and then she was like, "Okay, cool. See you later. All right, bye." And then Stephen, like that. Was, sure. Oh, no. Bang bang in. into the room. Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm like, "Hi guys, panel of ten. No, panel of all for ten. a biscuit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all God. for a cracker. Hadn't oh, drunk any water. No. But even though like the the um." Filler was outside. And it's always top. hot and dry. Yeah, oh yeah. Always I'm, I'm, hot at this point, and I'm, clam, I'm clammy as. I've got, I've got oh. sweat under the eyeballs at this point. Oh my god. Oh, well, hi guys, how you going? No response. <gasps> no. Not yeah. even a hello. No, just like a, just a, uh, wait, I'll try and do it to this camera. It's just like. Oh my god, a tumbleweed like, crosses oh. the room. Do you know what I mean? You can like yeah. hear a baby crying a mile away. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just really yes. difficult. That's and death. I, and I, I remember just going in and, and obviously you'd stand on the marker, name, agent, profiles. Um, and they went, right, okay, so the premise is, if you could just sit on that chair, you're sitting at a bus stop uh, and you're eating crackers. Weird anyway, that's not my snack of choice. At a bus if I, stop? If, I, if, I'm, if I'm waiting idle anyway, that's not, that's not my, that's not my go-to. Um, and, you know, you eat this cracker and then suddenly there's a flash mob which <laughs> includes Jesse J. Uh, in a, who's leading the parade no, and the music it. comes on. She's not. So, so, and uh, we'll turn on the music and you're following behind. From there, the floor's yours. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. I was like, yo, what wow. the fuck is going to happen here? Um, so I just remember just sitting in the, was just sitting in the chair and then just like, she got a body like a and I literally just joined this crowd and I'm just there going, bang, bang. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel myself red, I'm getting hotter, it's crazy. And Brilliant. And, the, and, and everyone on the panel, again, the song the song finished. Bear in mind, it's about three and a half minutes. Yeah. The whole that song? felt like an eternity. You're yeah. joking. Did you do yeah. the whole song? Yeah, because I'm following this flash mob around and then like I'm running up to an imaginary Jessie J and giving her a high five and all that. And I've got cracker in my mouth. 
Oh, like, actual oh, cracker? Did you actually have to eat a bit of cracker? Yeah, you had to eat a bit of cracker. Oh, well, yeah. that's this. Like, you just have, like, this a smidge, is a just lot. have a smidge of cracker. Oh. And, um, and it's like in it's in the molar. Like, you haven't got time oh, to yeah, get forget in there it, with it. a with a yeah. toothpick. It's in oh. there. Yeah, 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 I'm not flossing. You're, you're miming Jesse I'm definitely Jesse not Jay. flossing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm definitely not doing that. Oh, And they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, that was great. Bear in mind, I'm sweating. I'm like, I need to get out of here. They went, okay, second time, you're going to be at the bus stop eat a cracker, and almost, like, be possessed by the flash mob. Oh so I was like, what is this, yeah. the exorcism of Emily Rose? Like, <laughs> I'm going to eat a, a tuk-tuk cracker or whatever, and then just went... Eat a tuk-tuk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tuk-tuk cracker. Tuk-tuk. That's transportation. <laughs> Wait, that's transportation in Asia? Yeah, but in London tuk-tuk? too, Steve. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, I, the I, wait, wait, wait. I ate You're falling down a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I ate, I ate it again, and it just... It, they they let the first segment of the of this first part of the song just sort of like be muted, but then when it got to the uh, bang bang, oh, no. they wanted me to get possessed on that point. Oh, so I literally no. went with the song and just went. I'm just doing this mad. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, oh, wow. well, I finished that, and I'm sweating, and really uncomfortable. Needed a poo, and. Uh, but I remember still making light of it, and I looked at all ten of the, of the panel, and I was just basically like, "You've all had a good time here, haven't you? You've all had a good time. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. Oh, come and on. it was just like a. You'd hope like the attitude of people would would somewhat change, especially at this time where the industry feels like it's been forgotten about. It does. Yeah. I hope I hope people would be a bit more sympathetic to what's been going on because it does seem like that it, online on Twitter for example if I, I mm. you know I see that some casting directors and some casting assistants are very uh, are more encouraging than they would normally be I yes. suppose yeah, but I've seen that. but um I don't know I I think there will be a joyful celebration when we are able to do things like go back into a room and audition and things like that. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I really hope that there is a, f- a more uh, there's um speak English, Lauren. God, uh, that there is an appreciation for that because it is a big deal to get into the room for anything. To be fair, because the competition is always so high. Yeah. There are so many people who are similar to your casting, though. You know, one thing you always must remember is that there is no one who is the same as you, and you you've that's, got to yeah, remember that's that. Really I needed that. I treasure that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, but it, it, seriously, it because you've got to give yourself flowers. Yeah, you do. You do. And give yourself flowers. Give and give yourself give flowers. Yourself Hi, flowers. Welcome to, welcome to uh, give yourself Stevens flowers. Point. Give yourself flowers. <laughs> Come it could on. Be any flower. Any flower. Uh, you wish. Right. Money's not everything, Stephen. Money's not everything. That's yeah. Also important. Money's, Money's not everything. everything. Which is why I'm doing my workshop for free. <laughs> yeah, you People are. are coming for free. <laughs> Come um, on down. I don't, and I don't resent that either. I, I was thinking about I think this because this is it's another it's another subject that I wanted to get onto. It's over £150 for Spotlight. Yep. If you yep. want a show reel, it's like £600. A good one. Yep. Like It's over like £500, £600. Yep. Headshots, you're looking at... Equity. Equity. Mm. If you live in London, it's rent. So I mean, I'm, I was about to say five hundred pounds, but that's like that's that's optimistic. <laughs> you'd be living. Mm, it's yes. like it's like seven hundred, eight hundred. You are not to mention like a, a flat deposit or anything like that. Mm, You're about yeah. three grand down before you even thought mm, about setting yeah. foot in, into an audition room. When I started, I joined a part-time theatre school. Who my mum didn't have much money to send me there, and he said he can come for free. Like it, co- it costs nothing. Yeah, and I was like, I, I was trying to like figure out or delve into what can I do, sort of creatively or from a creative standpoint, and collaborate with people. And it started from a point where I was like, oh, I want to do this for free, and I want to give that opportunity to people who yeah. don't necessarily have the means yeah. or the confidence to think that oh, I'm going to invest X amount of money into myself and then try and see if I can act. Yeah. You're, you're tapping a, t- a massive, like, that's a I massive, hope so. I think, and the, and the issue you're, you're branching into there is is a big one. And mm. I, oh, I it's think, huge. You know, I mean, what, how far down the rabbit hole can we exactly, go? Exactly. Like, I think at, this, at this level, <laughs> hold it together. But, you know, at this level, you're offering 
a workshop for free and that's you know it's it's wonderful it's fantastic i wish more people ask themselves the question like is there a way i can i can do this like do, do i have to make a profit because i feel like mm. once there's a certain level like theater is so inaccessible mm. and and i just feel like even the entry level of theater like you know when you look at, at diversity in people going to drama schools and stuff mm. like mm. People are, seem to be baffled about this this question of like why there there are problems. But you know, even when we were talking about how much drama school auditions cost, you're looking at the only people who are going to audition for drama school are the people that are at least in a situation where they could afford. Once you paid for all your auditions, like what four hundred, five hundred quid? Mm. That's some months that's of work. ridiculously yeah. out of out of league for so many families, for so many people. You know, I. I count myself so lucky I was in a position where I was in a stable household like and I worked a Saturday job and you know I saved up the money for those things and I was in a position where I could do that but mm. so many people can't and that's mm. the start that's the entry level yeah. mm. as soon as you're out of drama school or wherever you study whatever you do you're then exactly asking someone to be able to afford rent and all these like entry levels into doorways I don't think it should be that to get in the door you pay yeah you know, mm-hmm. and the people that make the money don't pay for those things anymore. So no. it's, you know, I, I, I appreciate there are more schemes now to try and encourage people from like different backgrounds and different classes and stuff to to access it. But I just don't think it's enough yet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think theatre is still this thing up on this pedestal where where everyone is is well-spoken and extremely academic and theatre mm. is only for those that will understand it. And yeah. it's this Shakespeare thing mm. all over again, isn't it? It's the yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. of the, the prestige of theatre. When that's a load of bollocks, Shakespeare was literally about hundreds of people crammed into a space having, having a good time. And it should still be that. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think it should be for everyone. Yeah. Every, everyone deserves to be entertained. What changes the the attitude around theatre right is making it accessible for children mm, because mm, so much of your opinions of, of, of anything like that are what you were able to, to get access to did did someone take you to a show when you were a kid or a pantomime yeah. or like pantomimes I think are so great for kids we we go every year um, and we have done since I was since I was little but my granny would take us and she I mean there was 15, 16 of us in the family, and she would take us to go to the panto. But back then, it it was peanuts to go, because yeah. that's what, what it was all about, was, mm. go, was going to do that. Then it got to the point where we couldn't all sit in the same area, because it was suddenly like yeah. 70 quid at the Wickham yeah. Swan to see Grey Greville Horwood <laughs> as the Wicked Queen, which, you know, he was fabulous. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was actually he was fabulous yeah. and yeah. we're gonna do it um but you just think really and then you just sort of think okay actually we'll go to the let's try and sit further up and out of the way and then granny's like i can't see or hear that if we go that far well we're all going as an enjoyable thing so mm-hmm. it's really yeah it's a shame and i i do wonder if um sorry going on a tangent that once no, we're set free from this and theater does start again are they going to raise the ticket prices up even higher in order to, to get... compensate for yes. anything? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that's not the case because people, you know, people. Some people staple is going to the theatre, is going to the yeah. Cinema, oh yeah, I know. I know is experiencing the art form in that yeah. way, and to encourage people to come back to it, uh, I just hope they're sensible yeah. there with yeah. their brains. There's so many things on this list. We'll get onto yeah. it. We're not. We have been oh, chatting. Oh, good gracious. An hour and 40 minutes. Oh, 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 God. oh, 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 I really love working in a team. I really love, like, especially comedy, like getting a group of people together yeah. and having people to bounce off. And I, I think, yeah, if I if I had my wish, I would just love to just get in a room and start working on just something really, really silly or really fun. 
and get some ideas together with people. Mm -hmm. um, I have got some things actually lined up. I was going to say, are you writing, you're writing stuff at the moment, right? I'm writing stuff at the moment, yeah. I've got a, I've got a couple of bits I'm writing, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I'm, I'm writing all sorts. Um, I've been trying sort of got a couple of works in the pipeline for a while. Like I, I'm, I'm sort of trying to write things about female serial killers. That's something I really love, but putting comedy in there because I just think blood mm. on people's faces is just gold. Um, God, I'm coming across well. Um, <laughs> Masochistic. But also, I actually I've just been writing just for the like hell of trying to get myself to write. I've just been writing like a really silly script for my housemates. Um, just to read at the table where I've been writing characters tailored to them uh, and they don't know what it's about yet but currently it's a mixture of a cowboy western but also there's Professor Indra Florence who spent six months in the jungle came out crazy and is developing a ketamine based stimulant to enhance neural capabilities and there's going to be a big clash between the mind reading cowboy and the barmaid the saucy barmaid he takes along with him <laughs> they're going on like a, an assassination mission and and it's just writing some mad stuff because i think i need to write some mad stuff right can now you bring it to the first class like, so, like, <laughs> i you, could bring some i've got quite a lot written and then i'll yeah. try my best to coach there's like there's a great that. bit where i think like the little sidekick shuffles in and talks about how she like banged her head on a doorknob and passed out for half an hour and woke up and, and the professor is like, I don't care, shake the solution. Um, wow. It's, it's, all, it's all go. I'm also still in some filming for uh, this video game called Not For Broadcast, which is amazing. It's really cool. Uh, and you can, you, can, you can buy that and download it for your computer. It's, it's like, a, it's like a live news team editing program. Wow. With Across like, all platforms? It's, it's on something called, I think it's called Steam. Oh, oh yes, I'm great. Yeah. 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 So, and that episode two just came games. out and I'm in it. So, okay. yeah, get ready for that. I I won't give you any spoilers, that's super but that's, cool. that's cool. What's it called again? Not for broadcast. Not for broadcast. Yeah, okay. that's really cool. Right. Uh, I've also, I'm also meant to be in a show that was like meant to be a year and a half ago. Sure. And that's going to be coming back. That's called Stone, Stupid and Stuck. And that was, that's going to have like a few weeks at the Hope Theatre. And that's like a late night psychedelic comedy about like the drug scene in California, but also environmentalism. And it has loads of crazy stuff. And I get to play all these weird side characters like a bear on meth and a valley girl. You know, just all the Great. normal stuff, all the normal mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, and obviously I'm running, hopefully, running my uh, scratch nights in London, Aunt Flo's Fight Club. That's a little plug in there. So oh, yeah, we'll put, we'll put the tag in there as well. Yeah, stick it in there. So You've hopefully. also got a music page that I'm going to uncover, right? Got the music. Yeah. Yes, I am in production with some music you at the moment as well. did a really good cover of, what are they called, Japanese something something. Oh, the Japanese house. God, I love that band. Japanese mm. house. They're, yes. They're oh, yeah, because I have my loop pedal. Yeah, loop I have pedal. a loop pedal yeah, page yeah. where I do really silly little musical loop pedal covers of things. Good Lord. But I'm also in production of like some actual legit music yeah. uh, with a good friend of mine who's an exceptional musician. We've been putting together music for like, it's been, well, because of lockdown, it's been like a year or so now mm. of production on just three songs. We're very intense detail on right. these um right. but when we do release them we haven't we can't name the band okay. that's that's so far the biggest cog in the how do you name a band it's yeah. a nightmare anyway i'm really sorry you asked me what i'm doing and i've talked a lot no wait 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 that's the whole point it's, it's great the way the industry works is we're constantly looking for the next thing we yes. always dismiss the things that are behind us the things that we've achieved or that we mm -hmm. are working mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. that don't feel like and, and because everyone's first question when you say you're an actor is always, oh, what have you been in that I've seen you in? God, means we almost, peeve, we almost oh, rule out all the question. stuff we've done yeah. as not being, oh, it's not, it's not noteworthy for, a, for a, to someone that doesn't understand the industry, so it's probably not noteworthy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so, true. Yeah, so you end up sort of disregarding yourself. I yeah. remember working in a bar once and a guy came up to me and I'm pouring out a pipe badly, probably. And <laughs> he was like, uh, what do you do, mate? Uh, I was like, Oh, um, I work at a bar. He's like, no, you don't. You don't <laughs> just work at a bar. What do you do like that? And I was like, um, oh, oh, I... Um, Run away from scary I, men. I, I, <laughs> I pretend to be other people. No, I <laughs> pretend to be anything but myself. Um, I said, I'm an actor. And he was like, oh, look, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in <laughs> Don't ever say that you're just a part of it. Like, you're, you're an, and it, 
it's really weird. Like that has stuck with me. Any time that yeah. I've ever gone, oh no, I'm this, I'm that. Mm. Like, no, I'm Stephen Francis, I'm an actor. Yeah. Just a proviso. If you are just a barman, live your best life. God. <laughs> Good for you. I love working in a bar. Lauren, what have you got happening? Anything? Doesn't matter. Ha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Stephen. Um, Even to work on yourself at this. Well, yes, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and without going too deep within the depths of the soul, um, I feel like I'm mentally in a much better place than I was last year. Right. Uh, I'm actually going back to Austria. Kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would not do that without Vienna you. Vienna waits no, for no, you. No, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do a two-person show. Well, yeah. yes, Big Dick Derek and Mrs Dean on the road again. <laughs> there we are. Big Derek! Just um, to say, well, I wasn't called Derek, was I? No, I, was, I just I was, made I it up. Just, I was just a policeman and me and, me and you weren't just the policeman. Oh, I wasn't just the policeman. I was. You're a never just the policeman. I was a policeman. photographer that lulled a, a young girl into a full sense of security and drugged her through social and, media. Uh, th through social media. And this was behind the scenes, or we're talking about the play. <laughs> <laughs> we had that discussion where Steve said to me, "Do you ever have that moment when you're in the middle of a show? Yes, yes. And you you've gone on to autopilot, which let's let's be honest, that does happen oh, sometimes. Yeah. Not in a long. And you're going, God. you're spewing out your lines, and your brain's gone. And just looking at you like this, you're up here and you're going, you are 32. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. are dressed as a receptionist in an orange wig with glasses yep. that have lenses in, Great. in an Australian accent. What are you doing with your life? And then you come out of that. So we'd had this yeah. discussion. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, Mrs. Dean pacing, pacing. Oh, Steve's dressed as a, as a policeman mm. with a stick. With and a he's stick. banging on a flat <laughs> backstage. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? What are we doing? It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. And we couldn't get ourselves out of that oh, mid-scene. Sometimes, so we just in the and sometimes it. it was the most serious scene in oh, the world. God. Those we absolutely hardest, got it. Though. Those yeah. are the ones but, where you can just yeah. get the giggles because you know you can't. So they're just suddenly like, ah. oh, yeah. But, you know, physically could have been sick from laughter. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Love those moments. Yeah, exactly. Love those but, um, moments. Great. But yeah, so you've got... So yes, happening. well, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> ha ha lol. Uh, I, in terms of uh, thespianism, mm. I have finally booked a voice reel in, which I'm very excited about because nice. I wanted to do that. We, Steve and I had yeah, lots of extensive discussions, discussions about yeah. that in mm. Austria, so I have got that to look forward to very much in That's April. Great. But um, in terms, I mean. I've been sort of doing other little bits and bobs over the last year or so, um, but I'm trying to get more into that creative side because that is where things ripple along and tickle away nicely and mm -hmm. makes me feel better about life if I know that that's going on in the background. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm actually going to start, hopefully next week, a job as a COVID vaccination booking officer. Amazing. Oh, great. Which is really cool. Um, yeah. Zero-hour contract, very excited, and working for the NHS and bringing people up for their vaccines, and Very I'm completely nice. up for that. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really glad I've got that to come, yeah, 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 to yeah. come up. Um, and, and then it, that's it. Um, something that obviously makes you think outside of the realm. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. I think like it's that. really important, especially like in this profession, I guess self-employment in general, it's like to have a focus elsewhere. Yeah. Completely. To, to work on something. Just so it can like be knowing as the outside world. Yeah, it can like... be as minimal as like, oh, you enjoy running or like you, yeah. you know, meditation. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or it could be anything. Like my family, like, yeah. but from my family background, like football was such a massive thing in my family, but like you can see why that that's, they're so impassioned with it because it's like, it's not only an escape, but mm. like they see it as it's like an art for they see yeah. it as yeah. art and they're like, you know, I work hard so that I can I can go and, yeah. I can and you know, it's yeah, I totally agree with finding energy elsewhere because mm. it can be completely all consuming and mm. I'm sure we've all had those moments where it oh, is yeah. the be all and end all, but until you find something else that you can harmonise alongside it yeah. and run it along with it, yeah. everything then starts to fall into place. Sure, yeah. I've from secondary. Yes. I'm, I feel like I'm in a much better space yeah. with it all. But in your heart, it's not secondary. It's still sure. there. Yeah. But you got you've just got the yeah. You've yeah. just got the the right balance. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. a job at the moment is 
absolutely nothing to be sniffed at. No, and I'm it's thank you. Incredible I'm, to keep I'm chuffed because when we were very abruptly brought home in March, I've I've not worked since March, mm. save for two weeks at a Christmas market. That's it. Wow. And I w had gone from being in a full time job before that, nine to five in an office, wow. and okay. just the change was so so sudden i was gonna do this but i was trying to be nice for kelsey um <laughs> get, get the spit yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get a few sound effects in mm. there and stephen what have you what have you got coming up stephen oh, go on, just to turn the tables i well we would like to know i've been very fortunate with voice work um and it's it's funny like my voice agent was very sort of you know instilled the confidence in me and just went you should get a home studio you need to go. You need to do that because yeah. you you'll get you'll get work from home. And I was like, okay. So I just I didn't even think about it. I just did it. So yeah, the, like my voice stuff. Um, this is a obviously been a huge sort of passion project of mine. And then the first thing that I thought of outside of you know the classes was doing a podcast or doing mm. something that you know would just get people interested, I guess, and putting a name to a face. <laughs> to come and join. Um, but yeah, as opposed to just being sort of like not elusive on on social media, but just be like, "Hi, this is this is this is the person who's hosting the class." I yeah, think. Yeah. Come down, have fun, put yourself in the arena. There's literally no judgment here. Um, yeah. So I've been working hard at that, and then setting the foundations basically to hopefully, fingers crossed, when we can, you know get into the workshop setting or like do a class or whatever it is where more people can get involved. Yep. It's going to be great. I probably get like over, a bit overwhelming. I, I imagine like all of us in a room like sort of performing. And It'd be awesome. Another, but I imagine yeah. it to be really awesome. So that's what I've got going on. So Good for you. Sweep up. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And then just going out on walks with mates. Yeah. And just really just yeah. enjoying running. That. Running. I've been running. running a lot. It's been running a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, which has been great. Um, whether I'll keep that up when lockdown eases is another story. Stephen, as long as you're friends with me, you will always be oh, running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like oh, you're, no. you're absolutely just jabbing yeah. in the no, back. No, yeah. no. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's great. My knees are singed. And on that note, <laughs> my knees are singed. We're going to leave it there. Um, are they on fire? I was going to say. Um, <laughs> First off, thank you so much to you both. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a delight. Yeah, it really has. Really has. It really has. Been awesome. And yeah, this has been episode two of the Actors Gym podcast. Follow us on the socials. I'm going to put these episodes out on Spotify, YouTube, all that sort of thing. So yeah, be sure to get involved. Sorry about Helen's ankle. Oh God, you had to come in. No, it happens. I've got rickety bones myself. But yeah, that's it. On that note, we're done. See you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.